All right. Hey, what's up, nerds? Uh, on this episode, I talked to Trent Letsky. He is a young hog. It's kind of crazy how young he is, though. I think he said he's 24, and he's got a, he's got I don't know five DVD parts. The dude goes hard, and that's the first question I asked him: Why are you a psychopath? So, he's really fun to watch, and he's also a great filmer. Yeah, we talk about some upcoming video releases that I don't think are supposed to be talked about. So it's pretty exciting. Trent's dope. And if I remember correctly, we talked about everything. We talked about his BMX journey, his filming journey, him and his girlfriend, uh, his college life, and what makes him motivated. Like, what? why does he do crazy stuff? And what goes into it when you're about to do, like, the world's biggest feeble? Or, like, the Staples Center X-Up feeble that he did. So insane. Uh, yeah, that's enough rambling for me. If you're listening to this on Spotify or podcasts, don't do anything. You don't have to leave a review. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't like, don't subscribe. Just send me a message saying, do more. That's it. Thank you. Enjoy. Rolling. It's this live, meeting. dude. What's up? Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> this meeting is being recorded. Hello, Bobby. Hey, Trent. I've been watching every single video that you've ever put out for the past two days. My first question yeah. is, why are you a psychopath? <laughs> it helps me sleep at night. <laughs> For real though, what I, I am curious about, because I don't think I've ever had that, uh, just like, I don't know, hog mentality. Like you just look at a big ass setup and you're like, I'm going to do this. And then you do it. What, what goes through your brain? Why do you do the big, big shit? Um, dude. There was like, I'm sure a lot of bikers go through this, but there was a big period in my life where I just felt like I sucked, man. It's like, I suck. Everyone around me is like, like Grant. I mean, I rode with my buddy Grant Huey since we were like 15, filmed with him since then. And like, I always thought he was so much better than me. And I wouldn't doubt that he probably thought the same shit about me, That's but it funny. was like, and he had like the 360s, you know, the hard spins out of rails. And I was just like, man, like I got to fucking set myself apart here. Like, all right. Like if all I can do is a feeble grind, then shit, I might as well do it off a fucking roof. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't know. It, it's like, just fucking live for that feeling. I don't so know. It's a, it sounds like it's a little like competitive. Did you it play? Was it? In the, it was in the beginning. When I look back on it, I really do feel like as a kid, it was like competition within myself and like against Grant, but never yeah. actually saying that out loud. Well, same here. Like I have that. I don't know. I think it comes from like, did you play sports as a kid? I played football all through high school. I was actually, dude, I was the fucking quarterback all through high school. I, Sick. My mom was like a state champion softball player and we grew up in a really, really small town. Like I graduated with like 50 kids. Huh. One one stoplight town in the middle of cornfields and like football was the thing. It's yeah. like every Friday night, that's what everyone was doing. And I was getting into BMX more because I was always into snowboarding heavy and kind of played baseball. And then I was getting into BMX more and I was like, I just want to do this. I want to do this all the time. And my mom's like, I'll support BMX if you at least play one team sport because I was an only child and she thought it'd be good for me. Yeah. Kind of have like that brotherhood of football. Yeah. I, I couldn't explain to her, like, yo, I have this brotherhood at the skate park. 
Yeah, I dude, I had the exact same thing happen with my dad. Like I told him at one point, I was like, I'm going to quit the basketball team so that I can focus on BMX. And he was like, no, Robert, don't. It's going to blah, blah, blah. Like you got to stay in these organized sports. Thinking back, I'm like, I get it. What do you think about, first of all, where was this small town? Where did you grow up? Merrill, Michigan. Dude, I'm actually fucking wearing my grandpa's shirt right now from that town. Merrill, Michigan, regional Merrill. champs. M E R R I L L. Everyone from Michigan does this shit. So I'll the mitten. Yeah, yeah the mitt, dude. We there's the mitt, and then there's the UP. So I, yeah. I'm from fucking dead nuts of the Lower <laughs> Peninsula. Sick. Yeah, it's flat as flat can be, and just corn and sugar beets and pickles. Where are you at now? I'm in Milwaukee now. So, so one state over, right? Yeah, just across the pond. Yeah. Yeah, Sick. dude, I, I like I moved from here all the way up to here. You lived in the UP or is that Wisconsin? Now? Yeah, it's the UP. So that's like the northern yeah. upper peninsula yeah. all the way north. And then this is all like Lake Superior up here. It's this massive lake. And my thumb is essentially the Keweenaw Peninsula. That's where I lived for like the last five years. Nice. Is it a big city? Yeah. I saw you. I saw something on your story. You like cruising. No, it's oh. a little little town. It's two towns separated by a bridge. And that's where you are right now, like at this. No, nope, I live down in Milwaukee now. So I got this okay. job. I got this job at Seek Creative back in January. And how I was is that? Doing, like, uh, how is it? Yeah. How'd you get it? What is it? Yeah. How'd I get this? Tell Seek me job? about Seek Creative. Dude, Seek Creative. It was started by Jeff Klugowitz and Jeff Dowen like two years ago. Um, Jeff K been doing the freelance videography, photography thing for probably like 10, 15 years. I mean, he's been doing it forever. He's an OG in BMX too. Yep. Probably dropped 500 BMX videos on Vimeo over the years. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I mean. I'm it, aware. Very yeah. aware. Yeah. <laughs> a legend. Yeah, fucking or Jeff's a legend, sorry. Yeah, Jeff's you're, a legend. You're, you're also a legend, Trent. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, they started this two years ago, and things got rolling. And I asked him right when they started it. I hit up Jeff on Instagram. I was like, yo, like, this looks sick. I would love to work for you guys if you have anything during the summer, because I was still finish, finishing up school at the time. Okay. And, uh, yeah. What is so? What, what's your what's your like job title? What's your responsibility? I'm the videographer, assistant videographer, and assistant editor Tight. to Jeff to Jeff K. Because Jeff Dowen handles all the internal shit. He you know does the numbers, the accounting, and talks with clients and makes sure we're organized. Does a lot oh. of the emailing. Yep, and then Jeff K. Mans all of pretty much all of the creative side of things, all That's of tough. the editing, all the filming. He was a one man army. Other than like Dowen helping him a little bit and then our other buddy helping him a little bit here and there. And I got done with school and he hit me up out of the blue uh, about a year later. And it's like, what's up? He's taking pictures of me. Is that Jeff? <laughs> yeah. Jeff K, come on in here. What's up? <laughs> Jeff K, pop in here. Jeff K. He said he's not. Okay. He's <laughs> he did say he's down though to do a podcast with you. All right, beautiful. Yeah. Um I think yeah, that's he got 
yeah, he got me this job just working with him, and I've just been helping every step of the way. I dude, I worked on iMovie up till working here. And no shit. <laughs> yeah, I've just been getting like hands-on, one-on-one training. What did you make in BMX? Every- I feel like you made a full length. Did you not, or you just help out making a full length? Or did you ever do your own full project? So we did 99 crew. That was Grant and I, and then our friend Alex McTaggart and John Dietz and Gage Keller, Bobby Ross. But Alex McTaggart, he was older than all of us, and he manned all of 99 crew stuff. He was like, he did all the clothing, and he filmed everything. Well, I mean, you know how it is. All the homies filmed. Yeah. That's how it is. And But he edited everything. He manned it all. He got it out to DVD, so... By the time I was like 18, I think we did three DVDs. That's so crazy. And that's, yeah, a, if, that's young to be in three DVDs. Dude. Yeah, if not three DVDs, it was at least two DVDs and one like full length on for Dig or something like that. Yeah. Which we thought was fucking awesome at the time. For real, it is awesome. Yeah. I yeah. heard something. Somebody told me that you like are associated with Dig. You work with Dig too. Yeah, is, I do. I true? work with Dig now. Yep. What's it's, your what's your job there? You're a man of many jobs, Trent. I am now, dude. The last year, I mean, year and a half, really, it's been fucking crazy. I've just been saying yes to everything and not being afraid to ask if be told no. Hell yeah. Dude, it's, That's the spirit. Yeah. we. I got done with school. Dude, I've been, like, manifesting about, like, becoming a professional BMX rider since I was – since I started. I don't know. I just – I, like I said, I never thought I was that good, but I like I, I just always wanted that. I always wanted that for myself. I just I watched like Kareem Williams stand the life, and I was like, "That's the life I want to live." Yes, shout out Kareem. Fucking, I want to be a bum. And it's like it's not that at all. Obviously, like, I, yeah. BMX taught me so much over the years, just in terms of how to self market myself and just how to fucking overcome. I mean, you can, the list goes on of yeah. how much BMX teaches you and how to Tell talk me. to people, how to relate to 37-year-old Jeff K. Yep. Dude, it's been unreal. I got done with school in December 2020, and my girlfriend and I, for the last semester, built out a van. We bought this cheap-ass van for like 1200 bucks and built it out, put some parts in it. I'd never worked on an engine before. Got some experience doing that. Then we drove it to Texas on a whim and all of a sudden we were there for like six weeks and best friends with everybody Sick. and yeah we we're staying with hobie and julian and jared at their place and we filmed whoops down there and i gave that to dig i was just like yo i filmed this video like, here, here you, you go. go i'd love yeah i'd love it if dig put their logo on it and fuck Hobie must have put in a good word with Fred or something. I don't know, but they were like, dude, we want you to do video work for us. Like, we need someone in your area with your motivation. And, he, and they're like, we need you. We Amazing. Want you. Dude, yeah. So they let me take like full reign on ideas. Um, I send them videos from homies around here. So it's a great way for like now the entire Midwest and like all of my close homies to get their videos out there, get them on dig instead of just throwing them up for few hundred views they it's just easy for them to get it on dig now and do yeah. all these they're all stoked and everyone's just been fucking filming more and going out and hell dude, yeah it's good been you. good man dig, dig is, is i've never 
I've never like really gotten to know or spoken to anybody at Dig. Like I've known of Dig obviously forever. It's the magazine and then it's turning into the digital age. Like who is Fred? What is Dig like? Like, is it small? I mean, I would imagine it's not that big of an operation, but it's a big influence in the BMX world. So like, tell me about yeah. Dig. Educate me. Explain it, like I'm five. What's what's Dig? Who's Dig? Dig is Will Smith. I believe this is his last name. I believe it's spelled like S-M-Y-T-H. It's Will okay. Smith or Smythe. And then Fred Murray, I believe is his the, last I know, name. I know Fred Murray's yeah. name. It's, I don't think I've ever met him. Will, as far as I know, um, from what I've learned the past couple of years talking with those guys, because I didn't even know them. I mean, two years ago, Dig was this dig to me, you know? Yeah. And yeah, Will started it, I believe, and then got Fred on pretty soon after that. And it's just pretty much been those two guys. And then Wes, I know, is a big influence. And yeah. Um, there's. I think Devin Hutchins might be another guy. Uh, that sounds uh, right. Yeah. And then there's been a lot of people over the years. They're, that's what's cool about Dig is they're, they're all about like contribution. Yeah. It's they, epic. I'm cu so curious yeah. about like a company like that or a company like our BMX and their like yeah. model. Like how are you bringing in revenue? I would imagine it's like I, ad placements on the website or. Yeah. A lot of it's that. Um, I don't necessarily know the ins and outs of it um i did like i know fudger and i know yeah. from talking with fred and with will i know it all just whatever it is the ins and outs of it whatever it is it all just comes back to love for bmx they're all yeah. they're both just trying to put content out there and make it look cool yeah is that make their... what they think looks cool that's the thing I'm wondering is like, is, is that your main gig? Like for Fudger is our BMX his only thing that he's doing or is he making money outside? I always I, like, I, that's my interest is like in the BMX world, yeah. it, it is about BMX, but then like, right. But you got to survive. Like yeah. You, gotta make you know? Money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would assume that that's all he's doing. I mean, the amount of time I know that's not all Fred's doing. I know that he has gigs elsewhere. Like for, I'm sure it's like freelance stuff or maybe he has like a situation I have here with Seek. Yeah. Or like you have. Yeah. Um, cause I, I've seen him do like fireball shoots. Like he's always sick. That's yeah. cool. Um, but will, I don't know anything about will. I, I would think that dig is all he focuses on. You'd think with how much work it takes, he's yeah. found a way to, he's had to have found a way to make a living doing it because it's a lot, man. Yeah. I, I mean, those dudes are packed with stuff. I, I just sent them the ends video and they're like, uh, maybe end of July we could get this out. That was like two weeks ago. And huh. So, I mean, they, they have stuff every day, YouTube videos every day on top of Instagram stuff, and I'm sure Fudger's doing the same thing. It's all probably scheduled out months ahead of time. Yeah, it never ends either. It's a like... never-ending process, which I can... Yeah. <laughs> I can... I'm starting to understand, like, because I made this commitment to doing the in-between stuff, and I remember in the beginning, I was, like, kind of promising myself, well, I'm going to do these monthly. And dude, it all of a sudden, two, three things get in the way of it. And then a month and a half goes by and you're like, holy fuck. It's pretty overwhelming. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would, I would hope that that's all those guys have to focus on in life and they make a living doing it. Yeah. Tell me about the, uh, the in-between. Uh, the in-between I started, uh, with my friend, Mark Bennett. Uh, I, when I moved up to the UP, I met this kid, Mark. And he was just 
a fucking goofball, man. He's always around and he always had a camera out and he was always filming shit. And I just thought it was hilarious. And he always put videos out that were like just funny of us fucking around and whatever, just being 19 and stupid. And yeah, but he, you could like see the creative, the creative potential and everything he was doing. Like my mom would watch one of his videos and probably think it's fucking stupid and we're a bunch of bad kids or something. Yeah. But I, I would watch him and I could see, like, dude, this kid's got it. Like he, he's crazy, man. The way he edits is just nuts. And he loves to capture just like random shit that I never really thought to capture before. I was always just pointing a camera at a bike. Like that's yeah. all that made sense to me. And then after living with him and just, living in the up and being around a good motivating group of people dude it just i don't know ideas started flying and mark and i were living together with grant and my girlfriend we were just like dude we do so much cool shit that nobody knows about yeah and all of our friends do cool shit and then here we are sitting like oh sitting here complaining about the scene like all oh, the scenes bad all oh, the kids like aren't aren't as motivated as used to be like all, you know, all that just old head thought that you start to think. And it's like, okay, well, what if we do something to change that? Like, yeah. what if we get conversation out there? Like, what if we ride the edge of being corny? Yes. I don't know. Like, That's the spirit. That's what I'm dude, talking yeah. about. Yeah. It, it was dude, the in between is literally now it's, we had no idea what it was. It, for to get the first episode out it took probably six months of mark editing it throwing it over to me me looking through it editing some him editing it me editing it and then throwing it back and forth and we still had no idea where we were at we were like <laughs> what's the fucking point of this like yeah it's cool we but what's the fucking story here yeah so then i sent it to dig and they were like hyped on it and i was like how the are you serious? You like this? Like, no way. Fuck yeah. And then they had like small suggestions with like the font and stuff. And I'm like, okay. And I took it back and I just, I couldn't bring myself. Cause I was, now that I knew dig liked it, I'm like, okay, this is actually going to go live. I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit down and really try to fucking make this make sense. And I ended up just taking my phone and doing these little voiceovers yeah. in my kitchen, like right down there, making it sound good. And it's, it cringes me. Like it, it was cringing me to edit it and to listen to my voice. All, dude, I was just cringing, you know, I'm like, fuck, this sucks. <laughs> but the, but it makes sense now. And like the points there and yeah. I don't like do the mental barrier I had to go through to like put my voice out there like that, especially at this point in my career. Yep. It was like to have an opinion and do it was a lot. It was hard. Yeah, and let's talk about that. Because I'm there's so many people who are like not doing shit because of the fact that they think it's cringe. And it's like, dude, just yeah. do shit. You know, like you get just over do yourself. It, yeah, just fucking do it. Like if yeah. there's anything I can say, I'm not shitting you. We then between the first episode went live and I'm just like, I'm more nervous than I've ever been for any video. part. Like I, I have confidence yeah. in my writing parts for the most part. Yeah. But this I was like, oh fuck people are really gonna see a different side of me here they're gonna think know. i'm corny i don't know if anyone knows i have a soft side you know? 
uh, just going through it, man. And I'm not shitting you. It got posted and within 20 minutes and it's like a 16 minute video or something like that. Within 20 minutes, Felix Pregenberg, who I've never met. And he goes, he is the first person not only to like comment anything. He went out of his way and messaged me. It was like, this is what BMX needs. Like, I'm from, yes. small, I'm from a small town in Germany and this just absolutely hit home. Like this really motivated me, like whatever it was. And it, dude, I was like in that moment, I'm like, Felix, I'm like that motherfucker. Like that was the one person I would think like, wouldn't even watch it. Like, I don't right, know. Yeah, him. I don't exactly. even know. Him, but know? he's so good at riding and he's like cool yeah. and he dresses well. He's obviously going to think this shit is corny, but no, it's not. Yeah. No, dude. He, he thought it was sick and he That's got something up. out of it. And I'm like, we are all the same. Like we're all going through the same bullshit. Yep. If we just put honesty out there and just be ourselves, like the better off we're all going to be. Facts. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And it all, now it's honestly the in-between is just giving me this whole new confidence and yeah, it, it comes in waves. I mean, there's nights I'll like lay down and start thinking about ideas and thinking about shit I have to say and, like I'll get that inner cringe still. <laughs> yeah, and, of course. Yeah. And then I talk with my girl. My girlfriend helps me a lot because she deals with a lot of just, she's so confident and so not confident. And she helps me when I'm being not confident, be confident. And then That's I do the perfect. same for her. Yeah, That's it's amazing. Still, yeah. It's, it's been good. She's been really helping me out with it a lot. And Tell me about her. How old are you? How old is she? How long have you guys been together? You guys do van life, dude? Yeah, I'm 24. She's 22. I met her when I started going up to the UP to film with Noah. Noah, oh. dude, Noah Huntsinger is this like pegless ripper. You know him. Yeah, but, I know. He's a goat. Yeah, he's a goat. He he's from up there where I moved to from the fucking bumfuck nowhere, and I started going up there to visit him, and got him on dead bread throughout that time, and just. I was going up there like all the time and I met her through that through his girlfriend at the time she's one of her friends and I don't know man she always just felt like my best friend it, sick I, yeah she's the sickest and then uh <laughs> dude I'm curious because I don't know you meet Maddie this, this is not not using an app you just found her in real life and then you started off as friends, uh, I mean, and then what yeah I mean the app the tinder kind of came into it because I met her at the house and you know we were just kind of shy across the room and then that night i guess she after she told me this recently i guess after seeing me that day she downloaded tinder again to try and, and find you try to find me and liked me and i like her and the rest is history. amazing <laughs> that's so cool that yeah, you guys balance her. out and give each other confidence yeah. when you need it that's magical that's a good yeah, relationship yeah, she comes from a really, really strict religion growing up and kind of like ran away from it, so yeah. to say, when she was like 16 and was living on her own and just made it work. And Sick. It's just made her into the person she is today. I would imagine you growing up in a small town with a football team, you were raised in the church, no? And my mom was, and my grandparents were heavy into it. Um, catholic but it no i mean 
<laughs> no <laughs> my, mom, my mom took me to church on like easter maybe a few times and uh yeah i went to church here and there but no it, I mean, my town was definitely into it like but yeah dude i was never <laughs> into it i was riding on the weekends i don't know sunday was like get clips in the morning and then drive five hours home day 100%. Sundays are like the BMX religion day for me. I remember the yeah. like the exact moment cuz I was raised semi-Christian. My parents like didn't go to church that often, but mm -hmm. you know, just whatever it is, you know, yeah. make Christianity your own and just Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. And then I went to Easter at at this big like super church that we have out here CCV on one of the I don't I forget how old I was, like 15 or 16, about that age. Uh -huh. And then I just saw like they're all the whole time they spent just preaching to people who aren't coming or like, if you don't believe you're going to hell and all this like super negative stuff yeah, about like, this is the club and you got to get into it. Mm -hmm. And then just all the people with their fancy clothes and the fancy cars. It's like, this is gross. <laughs> you know, you guys are all just getting together to, I've kind of come full circle on it yeah. though. Like yeah. I, I went through a fully like, uh, militant atheist phase for a couple of years, dude. I'm posting on Facebook like bad shit. I had to go back and kind of wearing all leave, black you know? and dying in black. <laughs> <laughs> and painting my nails. No, but <laughs> I I've come around to the like I see the positives of it, and I kind of want like oh for I'm, sure. I'd, I'd say I'm agnostic, but I'd like to live a good Christian life, you know, like and yeah. abide by those morals and stuff and. Yeah, dude, there's yeah. there's so many positives to religion. I mean, dude, like think about all the trips that I forget what they're called, like missions. Yeah. Mission yeah. trips they take. Yeah. A oh, lot there's, of good there's chunks. so many positive things about religion. Yeah. But yeah. there's also a lot of fucking crazy shit that goes yeah. on in religion. <laughs> sure is, dude. So, but, and, and it's personal yeah. to each person. Like there's people that genuinely believe there's a white guy with a beard in the clouds that's watching everything yeah. you do, and it's like, okay. Yeah. that's what that's what god means to you and then what god means yeah. to me now is just like the universe and the energy and yep. everything it's god god can be every anything and anything and everything. we all we all are god and because we're we are made of yeah. the universe because we all feel the same emotions and we all go through the same stuff we yeah. all go through the same thoughts and fears and we just deal with them in different aspects i mean yep that's crazy you may have yeah you may have lost your parent you know that and that's like the worst trauma you've ever gone through in your life and that's but you can't compare that to me getting in a car accident you know and me yeah. being like that's my worst trauma like i don't that's where we relate that's did, did you get in a car accident no okay I'm just an, just an example you still have your parents <laughs> yeah i still got my parents <laughs> do you not i do okay yeah. cool we out here they're nice and divorced Nice and divorce. That's like I was just talking to somebody yesterday about like it's normal now to have divorced parents. Like twenty years ago, if you were if your parents mm -hmm. got divorced and you were in school and you told your friends, they'd be like, Oh my gosh. But nowadays like almost every kid has divorced parents. It's interesting. Yeah. Two Christmases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh they got divorced when I was really young. So I then like, you kinda used to it or were you heartbroken? Yeah. By it? uh probably both no it's more so as like as i got older it, it was weird because when i they got divorced when i was four and my mom and i moved up to her hometown which was merrill okay and uh 
yeah it was it's been that way ever since she I would like she would drive to meet my dad every two weeks once in a while we'd meet up at starbucks and like 45 minutes away and then i go another 45 minutes to his house and shared custody type thing like dad was around or no yeah dad was around i uh, so as i got older i it sounds like pops might have not been around initially like right as i was a baby and when they initially got divorced i guess he like wasn't the great greatest father then uh but you know as time goes on he's he's gotten a lot i've gotten a lot closer with him and starting to try to understand him more this might be like too deep but do you think that 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 affects uh that affects your motivation like your drive to like do you think that stuff uh do i what do i think that stuff what like do you think that stuff affects your motivation your desire to be the best and you know like be (laughs) be competitive and stuff do you think Um, there's something in there like a subliminal type thing dude it all any my mom i mean she she essentially raised me my mom and my grandma did when it comes down to it like until i was probably you know like 13 or so like then my dad thought it was cool to hang out with me and it's like all my confidence comes from my mom and sick that's it i don't think it has to do with the divorce i if anything the divorce just taught me how to like travel at a young age i don't know i <laughs> traveled two hours to my dad's house to try and no one from my town was doing that yeah. it also Wait. taught it taught me how to entertain myself too because going to my dad's i never had any friends so it was just i was missing out on stuff back home meanwhile with my friends because i had to leave on the weekends yeah so i that's when i found bmx really i mean dude it it was all uh, yeah, so I mean, I, the divorce to thank for BMX for sure, because oh. I was taking my bike with me, and that was it. Like, shout out, people. shout out, mom and dad for splitting up BMX, baby. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> and they like, yeah, and they showed me, you know, like how to just raise a kid, and my mom did it on her own for the most part, and worked her fucking ass off, and. She was a traveling saleswoman, so that's why I said my grandma too, because she would hand me off to my grandma for a week at times, or go to, and then she'd fly off to wherever. And she traveled a lot and still does. And I just that's they were always big part, a big part of my life. But they gave me so much independence, and Sick. that's yeah, that's where BMX came from, dude. I was I I found it through going to my dad's house and. So I'd hang out with my friend Austin all week and he rode dirt bikes and we rode like little jumps behind his house and shit. And yep. then it was take my bike to my dad's and that's all I had. That's sick. So you just pedal, pedal around? <laughs> yeah, I pedaled around Clarkson, fucking rode manual pads. Yes. In Michigan. That feels, that's, exa- that's like my same story minus the divorce, but like that first taste of freedom, like when you're young and you can't drive yet, but you get a BMX bike. Yeah. Like, I've gone further away from my house than ever before, you know, it's yep. such, such an adventure. And then <laughs> yep. turning around, we have a bunch of ditches out here. So I'm finding, you know, local spots that are just awesome. Ditches. Yeah, we do. You guys have the sickest ditches. Uh, let's switch up to spots. I want to know, like, you've ridden all over the place. You've been overseas, I imagine, or no? No. Not uh, overseas yet. Speaking of that, dude, Hobie called me two days ago. 
out of the blue, I was sitting right here waiting to set up for this. <laughs> and he fucking called me and I was like, yo, send me your passport info. Send me all your shit. I need you in Glasgow on July 18th through the 28th, which is like Ooh, next week. Fuck yeah. yeah. Dude, I guess he, he's in the UK already and he just got hit up by this David A guy. Um, the Instagram was like Pro Rider Feast or something. I have no idea, but so they're doing feast? this con. I don't know, dude. I can't find the fire. I know I remember seeing it posted, but I think it was the amateur contest. And like the they did amateur an amateur feast? one. They did an amateur like video contest in Glasgow. So oh, you sick. have to film a video in the city of Glasgow. Amazing. And they did the amateur contest and someone won. And now they're doing that team, that am team. Because it's one rider, one filmer per team and then there's five other teams that are joining and i guess nathan williams and peter adam are one team oh and daryl taco and anthony perrin holy shit heavy hitters uh and i cannot remember the other two save my life but and then i guess hobie and i sick so wait are you the filmer or the writer i'm the filmer okay cool I'm, dude yeah i'm going as the filmer i'm stoked i can't wait that's amazing i'm so fucking yeah. jealous dude i want to do that i know dude i've never left the country so it, i'm like Fuck, are you go. straight are you straight away on your passport yeah i yeah once i got on vsd that was the first thing reed told me needed to happen yeah for sure that's what's up my, my shit it just expired and i need to re re-up i feel kind of trapped knowing that my passport is expired um oh man i I'm, I think I spent like $275 or something to get that fucking passport. Yeah, it's worth it. Here's yeah. Gonna, you're going to be living. Yeah, I, just, so the original I, question, even though you waiting. haven't gone overseas yet, I'm so excited for that contest. That sounds amazing. Um, I, yeah, I, I, dude, I don't even know where to begin with that. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> would, over the moon. And the fact that my video work is going to be going up against my hero. Daryl, yeah. Yeah, and then Peter Adam. Yeah, like, Peter's a legend. Dude, can. Speaking of longevity, dude, Peter, Adam, and Daryl both have been like in the game for longer than you've been alive. It's so crazy. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Daryl is the fucking man, myth, the legend in my eyes. <laughs> for real. So I love that. Dude. Me too. He's a gem of a human being. Um, it's, yeah. It's and really I never cool. knew until your podcast that he got that he was like hired as a king pro writer and a film. Yeah. Like initially, it's so crazy. That. That's really yeah. cool. Or never knew he filmed squash it. And, the double yeah. whammy. Yeah, he's he's been doing the it. The OG, the triple OG. Um, okay, <laughs> so I was I okay. Let's get back to the spot question. You've been all over the United yeah. States. What's your what's your most memorable spot? What do you think is the coolest spot individually? And then also, if you could go anywhere and film a section only in that city, where would you go? Only in that city. Dude, coolest spot I've ever ridden, just spot alone, was, and I don't even know the town. It was in Texas, and it's this museum. It's a science museum in Texas. Okay. And the entire building is transition. There's hips. There's channel gaps. There's everything you could possibly imagine. These quarter pipes. It, is it brick? My girlfriend and I stopped it. It's white brick. Have I seen footage of it, like from Chase Hawk 
in burn slow Dude, type videos? I, I don't think so. It, it's fucking crazy. Like, I don't <laughs> think so. I The only clip I've seen there that I know of is Alex Deleba aired over the channel. And I just saw that in like maybe his street vacation part or something or another. And I did the same thing while I was there. And nice. I think I put the clip in Roadhog because I, I didn't know that Alex had done it. It, did, it didn't look like there were any tire marks there. I'd yeah. never seen it before. Uh, Spotman dude posted it. Ah, uh, yeah, the classic old man, old Spotman dude. He's a fucking legend yeah, himself, also, dude. There's, he's a con- controversial figure. Like some some people yeah. are really like stingy with their spots. Don't don't share the spots. What's your take on yeah. that? Yeah. Um, I do not care. <laughs> Same. I also my. ABD. I'm not like a trick guy, dude. I don't know. It's like. I, I honestly don't even fuck with ABDs. Like I, the, I was just having a conversation with this with Maddie recently, and I feel like maybe I used to because that was like I was coming up in BMX and I was kind of just like taking notes on everything, and that's what it seemed like. You needed to care about ABDs, and mm-hmm. you, you know that's a respect thing, and because uh, the Michigan video inspired us. That's like that's what how we started filming sick and so then abds were a big thing so it was like okay michigan's only so big which it gets a lot bigger once you start searching it but um we wanted to make sure that we didn't do the same things they were doing and yeah like bowling uh, and Wergowski and yeah uh, but i think back on it if i was 15 and i pulled up to a 16 stair hubba that nick bowling feeble grinded if i was 15 and like I wanted to do it. Yeah. Then why not do that? Like why why limit myself? I mean, there's only fucking so many 15 stair hubbas around my area, especially when I'm 15 that I could get to. Like, why would I ever limit myself? And why not film it? Because I could eat shit. Yeah. Or you know what? Someone is gonna see my people and have never seen the Michigan video, or vice versa. Yeah. Someone's gonna see the Michigan video and never see mine, which is probably more likely, but like, I don't get it. I, dude, kids out there, like, fucking just go ride. Like, <laughs> yeah, seriously. for real. Yeah. It's up to, I, it's I, like, and I have, go ahead. You have dude, to what? just, I mean, you can put it on Instagram. Like, if, if you were like that concerned about it, like, fucking do, do it for Instagram still or whatever. Like, just fucking do it. Film yeah. it in a video. Someone's going to see it that's never seen it before. So, like, almost narcissistic in a way to, think that your your fucking clip is going to be seen by every rider in the world so, yeah you know. can't be Maybe in charge I'm probably of gonna piss. <laughs> no I'm there's definitely some people, people with strong opinions but... about this one but i'm i'm with you like unless unless it's like a dear friend of mine and it's a very like if, if you're using a spot in a creative way and then you just go yeah. and like you know, do that same exact thing. It's like, well, okay, you know, but uh, yeah. it's not up to like, it's just people getting their feelings hurt. And then if you I, do I, it and you already person. know, you should shout them out. That's, that's like, that's like the rule. This yeah, homage, for sure. You know, for sure. But still do it and enjoy yeah. doing it and have fun doing it. And like, that's exactly, that's what matters. Uh, dude, ABDs, <laughs> ABDs and MDDs, dude. Uh, Whatever. Speak- how did it feel to do an X up pedal feeble down the Staples Center? Or was it just an X up feeble? 
it's an acceptable but i like i put my fucking pedal down most of the time when so i do them it's a hybrid i probably should take that back peg off and just start doing back pedal once cool. <laughs> what was but had, i've been there and it's pretty huge what was that day like that day was a culmination of like five years of me believing that i could do that without without having ever been to or seen that spot sick <laughs> dude straight up like i've seen it in so many videos and i learned except feebles a long time ago and i always want to just keep getting them bigger and bigger and, yep. and i remember seeing it for them to like work on big stuff they generally have to be a little bit steeper because it's it's kind of a hard thing to hold at least for me i don't know it's like you can do them on long mellow stuff don't get me wrong but it, they're just they're a lot easier to me on steeper stuff because it's just like a fucking in grind and you're fucking sliding out yeah and to me the staple center just look like i hadn't seen any other hubbas anywhere else in the world that there it might be one in like windsor or something that is close but where's windsor that one at canada okay Maybe it's Vancouver or Montreal. Oh. That's the one oh. I'm thinking of. There's there's a big hub in Montreal. Um, but yeah, I remember just thinking for so long, like that's gonna be the one. Like that that fucking hub is gonna be the one that I retire the except people grind on. Sick. Never have to <laughs> twist my arms up again. And then I ended up driving out to film with Kramis. I just drove out there with my girlfriend in our car. Uh, like halfway through college just one summer and uh, spent like probably two weeks out there filming with Chase Kroeke and Kramis and I filmed like probably two minutes of stuff and then before I knew it two years went by and we were still sitting on that footage and got the van rigged up to Texas and then filmed whoops and then drove out to California and finished that video up and it was like I thought that I was going to go to Staples Center the first time I was out there but it ended up being two years went by and we finally got there. I don't know, man. It, we were riding flat ledges, this flat ledge spot, like many pads and cool stuff with Barack Grapeford and Jacob Cable. And yeah. then Scott was out and my girlfriend was out and Kramis. And I was like, we're close. Like we could go there. Like I, I told them, I, I told them before having ever seen that spot that I was going to do it. I was like, I'm, I've studied every angle of this thing from every video. I looked at Kobe <laughs> Raha shit, dirt bike. I looked, you know, I looked at fucking Dennis doing Smith those down it or Smith feeble. I looked at, I looked at David Grant. Dude, I watched a David Grant video up 10,000 times at one point in my life where yeah. he ends with like the feeble hard down it. That's so crazy. And I knew in my mind that I, could fucking do it i i knew i could do it and we went there and i walked up the stairs i didn't even look at it and i circled around and feebled it and landed in like one of those back peg heavy feebles yeah like, <laughs> and oh my fucking god dude that thing is quick that I thing is so quick the dennis smith feeble in my opinion is absurd yeah i'm like I mean, it probably to a lot of people, it probably makes sense. And they're probably like, the exit people is fucking absurd. But I don't know, dude. The Smith people is insane. Yep. It's so quick. And to the exit people, I feebled it probably 
10, 15 times. Scott gave me the go ahead for the photo and fucking let her rip, take the ship. <laughs> Hope for the best. A hell of a clip to end Road Hug, right? I, like, yeah, I fucking like over X'd. It, it's so crazy. I've never seen the photo. I, but what? I would think that I'm like over X'd. Yeah, I've never seen the photo. Scott, Scott has this if you're one. watching, hey man, give us the photo, yeah. dude. It's going to be on uh, in a magazine or some shit. Who knows? Yeah, that would be awesome. I lost my train of thought. I, I had a I had I another question guy. He's for fucking you. awesome, dude. Yeah, he is. He's like a Scott, Scott and Kramus both, dude. It was it was really fun working with those guys. I mean, it was like as a kid, like that is what I dreamed of for the most that's, part. You know, just getting it. out there and doing it. Yeah, that's the and they're and they're just riders too, you know. So yeah, we once you like really you get fun. to a certain point and you meet your heroes in BMX and then you realize, oh, we're all just like people doing the same yeah, shit the, that sharing like same. i love that bmx teaches you that. that's probably one of like the best things that it teaches you about like real people we're that's all applied that's applied in my life over the past couple of years so hard because i'm in this world where there's like gurus and real estate people who are like more famous and popular than the other ones and i just treat them all as like you know people and that's just how you do it yeah how it works uh yeah you're in the fucking real estate game huh we out here in the real estate game wholesaling real estate and just creating content to uh teach people how to do it it's a really dope way to make money um dude you got you know anyone in milwaukee that wants content uh real there's, estate there's content? totally 100 so like i i wouldn't even know where to start yeah so there's there's these things called local real estate uh reas real estate associations mm -hmm. and they host meetups. Okay. And so if I were you, the first step, I would, I would just go find like on meetup.com. There's always in real estate investor meetups is what you want to look for. And then you just show up and then introduce yourself to like 10 people and then say what you do. You present them like, Hey, so, uh, you've, you know, you're doing well in real estate, but the way you can do better is by getting organic marketing. So you want to grow your social presence. I can help right. you do that. And then you charge X amount for, you know, a session to do right. reels and just help them grow yeah. their social media. And the the main thing is just like providing value to people who have money to pay for your worth, you know, and then. Right. Oh, yeah. Eventually your worth becomes more and more and more. And it's fucking awesome. Yeah. I love that life. I want to talk That's about your awesome. uh, sponsorship history. So I saw like Sunday and then now mm -hmm. BSD. Are they? coinciding or left Sunday to be on BSD? What was your first sponsor? How did you get it? Talk about sponsorship for the kids. All right, sponsorships. Uh, when I was a kid, I grew up in a world, in a BMX world, that it it seemed really fucking cool to have a sponsor. Yeah. And it probably still is that way. Yeah. But we started 99 Crew, and I remember, like, bike shop psychotherapy my friend kyle dalton he kind of started hooking me up there and that was like my first thing i was like oh that was like kind of like my first little recognition of wow someone fucks with my riding wow and yeah whatever and got like he chewed my wheels for me and he's just the homie and it was cool and then uh years went by and hold that thought trent hold really, that yeah go for it
my dog was taking a shit in my hallway real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Put him outside. So psychotherapy is your first sponsor. Psychotherapy was my first little hookup. And then started ride for a bike comp or a bike shop when I moved to Lansing, Michigan. And he gave me a Rob Wise frame, like a old Rob Wise frame that he got for probably like 50 bucks or something. But it was brand new and it was a blank. Cool. And he, he, he made like all these custom, the bike shop stickers for it. And it was rad. That was my first free frame anyone ever given me. And then I tried to hop this fence in Baltimore or some shit. And Broke the it. clip is fucked, dude. I should have died had that frame not broken. Like it was like a double fence, like a uh, rail and then a fence, like a picket fence over the rail. So I was focused on the fence, clipped the back rail, and just got sent, dude. Like it was like ten feet up. Yeah. The whole the whole frame bent and half the top tube completely snapped and the bottom tube bent. It was fucked. Damn. Yeah. So it was explain so there's kids out here, young younger kids. Uh, I don't know if they're listening, but like what is it like to get sponsored by a bike shop? Oh a bike shop. So Getting sponsored by a bike shop literally just takes you going to the bike shop all the time and being a fucking homie and just being a bike shop kid. And like, that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, just you gain a connection. I mean, that's what anything is in life with sponsorships and stuff. It's like most of the time you got to shake hands and you got to hang out and you got to be fucking whatever. Like you got to just hang. Yeah. So go to the bike shop, support support your bike shop support it like even if you're sponsored by it fucking buy things from it and take people there to buy things from it and that's what it was i just the bike shop was where i like to hang out i mean psychotherapy was it was sick i would just go and like kick it there for an hour every once in a while when my i was down at my dad's house and because that's where psychotherapy was actually was by my dad's house so. yeah that, I remember like, at my local, they they had a couch and then a TV for BMX videos, yeah. and you could just kick it and watch videos all day. That's where I got my first magazine. Like that's where I got my first just off the counter, you know. And yep. just, I hope that never goes away. I hope that bike shops and kids out there will always have a place to go and just kick it and be with people that they understand. For real, because when I moved to Lansing, it was a college town. I went. I was going. I started college at big university michigan state and it was fucking hard for me like to transition from 20 kids in a class to 420 yeah <laughs> it, it was it was crazy so i just i would go and hang out at the bike shop i don't know i nice. just that's those are the only people i knew make homies there so yeah when when was yeah. this did you graduate let's stay on sponsors what happens after uh, yeah i local uh, bike shop? i got on daily grind dude when i so like a year into college, I ended up Grant Uber, uh, Gremlin, the owner of Daily Grind. He moved up to Michigan and he met Grant and I. He put Grant on. Grant was riding for like six months for him or something. And then they brought me on a trip and asked me to be on also. And then Daily Grind, dude, was like, that was it for me. I Once I got on Daily Grind, I was, I was traveling more. I was like getting invited down. To go, I was doing it all on my own dime, which is a sick thing about Daily Grind is you 
everyone on that team is doing it for the love, but they're getting free parts, some free parts, like daily grind made like bars and stems and pegs. And so gremlin hooked it up for sure with the parts. But then outside of that, all daily grind was, was like 10 dudes working class, whatever fucking dudes. Yeah. Going out on weekends and meeting up in like Ohio and Baltimore because Dan Conway was from Philly. So we go out east and he'd come out here. We go to Atlanta. We, dude, we went everywhere and with a squad. Like I went in a 15 passenger van with like 12 dudes and all of the fucking bikes on the roof. And when I was like 17 or 18, I got to do that. And it was just unreal. I hanging with, like Dan Conway's still my favorite rider to this day. Yes, he's the best hang. He's the best dude to be around. It's amazing. He's <laughs> the best human, dude. He came Man, out I to tripped. Arizona and made me yeah. eat. Yeah. eat. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's super like, you You got yeah. that shit. Yeah, man. You got it. I remember yeah. he, like, he was staying at my house for one night, and then he ordered like basically three stuffed crust extra large pizzas, and we sat there yeah. and just gorged out on pizzas with dan conway dude what a legend. man don't give a fuck dude <laughs> no fucks he and he goes big he's got that same same oh, yeah. shit that you have where it's like damn and then being I, around a crew of hogs like that where you're all just like fucking send it yeah. you know like that's crazy i never had that until i met dan no shit i i never had i was I definitely had like a send it attitude, but I always, I remember like always having injury in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. And I think it had a lot to do with football and a lot of people counting on me on that side of things. I didn't want to get hurt. Even though I know I'd be more bummed if I got hurt playing football and couldn't ride my bike. Yeah. But it was when I can't ride my bike, I let myself down. When I can't play football, I let like a whole fucking community down that's yeah the whole town felt. is looking at you because you're the yeah, quarterback dude. that's yeah, wild man any crazy. uh did you did partake in any so we'll get back to sponsors we'll move on from Daily yeah Grand. but Daily Grand. Did, you, did you partake yeah. in any like classic jock quarterback activities while you were in that small town like you know i don't know parties <laughs> don't know. give me Maybe. an example uh, oh parties no yeah no no oh. i i was Biking. I was getting done with fucking football practice and going to the skate park. Sick. Yes. I, was, I was throwing fucking 45 yard dimes and then going and doing a crank arm bar. Yes, dude. That's fucking <laughs> awesome. And I, I don't know. I just I never took it that seriously. And then game time would come around and I would feel those butterflies and stuff. And you know, I get out there and I, I'm competitive. So I like like yeah, I took that part seriously, but I just, I never, I never, I always knew that I wanted to bike once I was done with football. Like I wanted, I always knew I wanted to just focus on bike. I can't wait till football is done. I yeah. love it right now. Like, yeah, it's fun, but I can't wait till I don't have to do this anymore and I can just bike. Yeah. Dope. I love and, it. I'm just picturing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in the movies, the small town football quarterback is a fucking douchebag yeah. and <laughs> he's got, you know the i don't know sorority yeah. shit going on i can't even yep. i definitely i know exactly what you're talking about and i definitely dealt with like split personality i was always myself i was i was always myself and that's what helped but i do remember struggling for a long time of like or for a few years there just like who man am I? who are you who yeah the, like you're 
you're not a like Trent Lutsky, like you're not a fucking professional BMX rider. Like that name is never gonna do anything. You know, it's like do I, like you play football, like nobody has that background in BMX. Like, why the fuck would anyone it dude yeah. it just made me who I am? I don't know. And now yeah. I appreciate it so much. I, oh, yeah. I, I appreciate it so fucking much. Yeah. Being able to be in that, you know, I call it jock world lovingly jock world and then coming out to the like hash hipster fucking bmx grimy life you know it was funny too because my you know my grandparents especially they they thought football was the best thing for me you know and all all the my friends quote unquote friends you know i'm not even friends with 90 percent of them now i'm I'm friends with all my bmx homies from then for real you know um my grandparents, especially though, they like always thought it going to the skate park was bad. Yeah. And going and hanging out with those guys was good. And it's like, dude, it's vice versa, man. My friend Alex is a fucking, he was an accountant and like went to church every Sunday. And and he's at the skate park. And he's at the skate park filming us. And yeah. Like, and he's, yeah. I mean, he was just like a dad always. And he was only a few years older than us, but. You know, and Grant's just like the nicest, most happiest fucking kid person you could ever be around. For real, he's literally smiling while he's doing a all the like, time tie, tie red to five forty. All the time, midair smiling. <laughs> he has so much confidence in his abilities too. It's it's so cool to watch. That is he, very cool. He knows he doesn't fall too hard too often. He he's got a lot of confidence in what he's doing. That's but, fire. Yeah, I mean, dude, it I. I remember I so I won I got homecoming king. Hell yeah, Trent, homecoming king. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you, man. Uh, <laughs> um back to the sponsors. I got homecoming, homecoming king. king. No, but yeah, no, I got homecoming <laughs> king and it was like there's like a fucking newspaper article and everything, but Hell yes. I went to a party after that and like drank beer out of the crown and that was probably my only party all of high school that's amazing that's the and only party i remember that, everyone being there was like yeah i mean i remember everyone was just like you gotta come to the party tonight like now i mean you you gotta drink out of the crown and i don't know i had i had like a i don't know i just i always felt a little bit older yep. i don't i don't know maybe I from felt bmx for, from bmx yeah and yeah. Just from traveling with my or going out to see my dad and just hanging out with an older crowd of friends that I finally met down there and like yep. my older friends at the skate park and I was an only child so my dad would like we would go on fishing trips or hunting trips like maybe once a summer once I got a little bit older and I, I would you know like 11 or something and he I was around all of his friends he still has all of his friends from high school like all oh, of shit. Them, all yeah. like a five town or six life. of them. They all graduated from Hemlock High School, like a town over from yeah. where my mom went to high school. But yeah, dude, I hung out around them. I was like the little kid hanging around fucking 35, 40 year old dudes, like yeah. fishing That's like and hunting a, and drinking beer. And that teaches you a lot. Because then you're just like, you get perspective on, you know. Yeah. Like, then you go from hanging out with the older people and doing cool or doing hunting, whatever, yeah. and then you go yep. and you're at a high school party and you're like, "Yep, eh, 
My, yeah. yeah. My dad doesn't have a lot of like kid in him, kid energy. He's yeah. like, you know, he's an engineer all his life, the same job. He's like comfortability and stability and lessons learned and learn from your mistakes and give it 110%, you know, yeah. you do something, do it right. And like, just that kind of guy. And yeah. So, yeah, my, my uncle John had a lot of the kid energy. So like whenever he would come on trips, that was always fun. And he'd take you like hunting? Ski. I, I don't enjoy it as much now as like when I was a kid, I fucking, I hated it. Like I couldn't stand the thought of like going on and sitting with my dad in a fucking hunting blind when I was really little. And then I started to get a little older and I kind of wanted to, you know, make my dad happy, I guess you could say. And I just, I was like, yeah, like I, I'm, I'm into hunting and fishing. Like I'll, I'll, it was the only thing he, we could talk about. It seemed like, yeah. So I was like, I'll, yeah, it's cool. And loved it. And now I, I really love fishing. I, I still love fishing to this day, but hunting it's, it's not so much me. I, I hunted uh, quite a bit last year. I just went out and walked more. So just kind of just That's got out of the house. So I would yeah, imagine yeah. you've gotten, you've gotten a kill before. I've gotten a lot of kills. Hell yeah. Yeah. What I kind? shot my first deer when I, I was I don't know much about it. So like, is that the term when you say, you, you know, you got a kill? What do you say? Like, what, uh, what, yeah, what's the question I'm supposed to be asking? Yeah. <laughs> Did you put some meat put in the meat freezer? In the, I've been putting meat in the freezer since I was four and three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> my, my dad has this little home video of me and. It, it was like you just shot your first year. Like, how old are you? Like four and three quarters. <laughs> oh shit, that's which, epic. Which dude. is which is extremely accurate too, because I was born January first, and hunting season is November, so that's yeah. like three quarters of the I'm way through the year. Four and three quarters. <laughs> four and three quarters. So then you've <laughs> eaten fuck. your fair share of game meat. What's the best tasting uh, game? Uh, squirrel. No, I'm kidding. Squirrel okay. isn't too I was like, that's though. news to me. You'd be surprised. <laughs> huh. um, but I, dude, elk. Elk is amazing. Yes, I want to try I, that. I shot, an, I shot an elk when I was like 14. I got extremely lucky, and the first raffle that my dad entered my name in to get an elk license, I got chosen. I guess they do that sometimes. Like, So you have to apply every year, and like every nine years or something you'll get it you know yeah. or your first time if you're a little kid or something i guess they'll do that too and they'll give it to you supposedly but I, they make you think it's a lottery i don't know whatever i got it when i was like 14 and my dad and i went and scouted and shot an elk like a big ass six by seven bull elk that's amazing and it, so then it was crazy to, how would it you get in trouble? Up doing it, Couldn't you so. just go shoot an elk? But then when would you get caught doing that? Like if you didn't have that license, you know? Uh, the second you shoot that animal and wound it in any way, you are like committing like a big crime without a license. I mean, it that could take your truck, your gun. Like they'll, they'll take everything. They'll throw you in jail. The DNR is it's called the DNR up here. I don't know where it is, what it is other places, but they have just as much jurisdiction as police and then some. They can like go on your property without search warrants and shit. No shit. And, oh yeah, it, dude. It's 
fucking the DNR is insane. And we've been stopped before. We've been fishing in a river when I was really little that you were supposed to have barbless hooks in and we had no idea. And we were using hooks with barbs and sure enough, like DNR came out of the woods. She had been watching us with binoculars. Wow. Up in the hit. Like, yeah, dude, like crazy. So they're out there watching you, dude. That's they're wild. out there. Man. And like we've, we've hiked, you know, miles back into the woods to find a spot and then hiked back out at night and gone back later the next day. And there's footprints like following us in and stuff. Yeah. Huh. I mean, dude, like, yeah. The Nature cops, is, dude. What does DNR yeah. stand for? Department of Natural Resources. Oh, okay. It also yeah. stands for do not resuscitate. Yeah. <laughs> Different context, but do not resuscitate this elk. Dude, I just killed it. Uh, my, my dad always, he's got this camo hat hanging in our pole barn. It says like, fuck the DNR or something on it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Daily grind. Yeah. And now, and then what? What happened with, is was Sunday your first proper bike sponsor? Sunday, uh, yeah. I mean, if you want to call it proper, yeah. It, Sunday, like the one that everyone knew and heard of. Okay, well, what happened else. before that? Daily grind and dead bread. Okay. Uh, dead Nick but Dead Bread's not making frames, is he? No, 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 no. But those were like my first two, like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm repping the shit out of these guys. I got yeah. free clothes from Nick and then parts from Daily Grind. And it was like those two stickers on my frame, you know, just the thing I imagine when I was a kid yep. type of stuff. Like, oh, exactly. I repped these dudes. Uh, and then uh, Sunday came about through Nick Sebasti, kind of just like putting in a good word with Jake Seely and and Jake had met me and he talked with, I think he might've talked with Walter and, and Walter ended up putting me on. Sick. And it was sick, dude. Fucking Noah and I were at Gabasso Indoor in Green Bay, which is closed now. RIP. <laughs> Fucking Gabasso. I love that place. It was the only place you could ride in the winter up there and it was still a three and a half hour drive. It was crazy. But we were there of all places and got a random ass call on my phone. It was Walter Perringer like, you know, for Sunday as a coast thing. And I'm like, I go back into the skate park. I'm like, no, like, I never believe what just happened. Guys, he, I just got sure enough, his, his fucking phone rings and he's like, hold on. I got to take this. And he fucking walks out and call and as Walter, he comes back in and Walter offered him to be on Odyssey. Sick. So they wanted us as like a double duo, like Sunday and Odyssey and, Yes, at the same time. Yeah, it, but uh, Noah had gotten hooked up by BSD about probably like a few months before that. So, so then he didn't do Odyssey. He didn't. He couldn't do Odyssey because BSD's yeah. BSD. Is BSD? Right. They make frames and shit, but they. Yeah, I know that there's some everything. people who have like a frame sponsor and then also BSD. You know what I mean? Is that a thing? Am I tripping? No, I mean none of the. I don't think any of the professional ride like the pro riders do for sure it's interesting how it all works because there's like some companies that only do like you know frames and complete bikes and then mm -hmm. other companies only do parts and they're all kind of like yeah. under umbrellas like for sparkies you know sabrosa yep. shadow rant and then like bsd i'm not sure the format of like who's all involved there does it have anything to do with we the people probably not I don't, BSD is no, like its I don't own think so. independent I think it's like shit. Backstreet Distribution or something like that. It's fucking um, interesting. It's all in Glasgow. 
in Glasgow. I'm going to check it out soon. I don't know. Hopefully, like yeah. next week. I'm excited for you, man. That's sick. Yeah, it's all under the same roof. So I had to quit when I got on BSD. I had to quit Sunday and Daily Grind. Damn. Uh, Daily well. Grind was my first sponsor. So that was, that was like a heavy one. And I still haven't even really posted about it because it's just like, I don't know. It's just something I kind of skipped personal with those dudes. It's like, yeah, you don't need to like yeah. announce, hey, I'm no, leaving Daily I don't Grind. Know. You don't, I know. It felt like I needed to with Sunday just to make things make sense. But right. with Daily Grind, like it, it sucks that, like I'm always going to support Daily Grind always to the fucking team. Like I'll go on trips with them on weekends and film yeah. them. And like, I always love Gremlin to the fucking day I die. But yeah, yeah that's just the way I can't, can't be tagging them anymore. And like weren't riding their parts, got to ride yeah. all BSD, which so, is sick. It, yeah. It's awesome. And they're, they're proud of me. The whole, all the Daily Grind boys are proud. And yeah, they're, they're proud of Grant too, but that's all I'm going to say on that subject. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for so, now. so like for people who, I don't know, haven't tasted the world of being a sponsored writer, what are your responsibilities? Is there, a, I remember there was a contract. I got sponsored by GT when I was on 18 and I had to sign a contract saying that I would use their stickers, yeah. rep a sticker on the bike and the contract said, you know, like, I forget if Instagram was barely a thing at that point. So there probably wasn't that much, but logo, yep. you, you'll produce one writing video per X amount of time. I forget it all. I'm probably still I, legally on GT. <laughs> but what is it? What does it look like for BSD? What, I mean, you don't have to give away like what's in the contract, it, but what does that look like? I don't have one. No, I don't so have a contract. Unofficial. I've never seen a contract in my life. Yeah, I, I've ridden for three big bike companies now. Uh, I rode for We The People for like a month and then Sunday and now BSD and I'd never seen a contract before. Um, I know like maybe once it gets bigger in corporate, that's when they start doing the contract. I don't know. I mean, Sunday bumped me up to AM after the Roadhog came out and I never, even then, I never So what does that mean? Contract. Go from flow uh, to am. What does that mean? Yeah, I, I don't know what that means. I just went. I got on a different section of the website. That was it. <laughs> nothing changed. Literally when I got on changed. Sunday. Nothing changed, dude. Nothing yeah. changed. Like, yeah. I, literally nothing changed. I got on Sunday and I was just I was tagging them on Instagram shit. That was all that changed. And yeah. I mean the color of my bike got a little poppier too. And yeah, but yeah, I I I. I'm so thankful for Sunday and those Walter taking a chance on me and Kramis taking the time to film it. I mean, him and I have a good relationship and Scott is awesome. And I met all Brett and Jared and Julian through that going yeah. down to Austin and they came up to the UP and filmed no service. And like, it, there was, there was just a, a no communication and like no really goals. It seemed like, over there there was there was just no talk at least to me and yeah. i don't know i just wanted to be in on shit exactly <laughs> i it's felt so, i deserved it and so like unofficial and weird and you know it feels like you're missing out on something i got i i was friends with rich hirsch and he asked mm -hmm. me and ballman to leave gt and ride for stranger mm -hmm. And it's the same mm -hmm. kind of story. It's like, it's so sick. Okay, I got a box of mm -hmm. free stuff, but then literally like nothing. It is what you make it basically. Yeah, That's and you have to, you know, and you, 
very thankful for that and someone like taking a chance on you but you also like it just gets to the point where you start to feel like a fucking walking billboard yeah and yeah. that's it and like they sent you your shit and now you're just do your shit and for me like what i always imagined when i was a kid was just communication like i imagined a group chat you know of the whole team and just talking shit and talking about ideas and that's what daily grind was I mean, yeah. daily grind was sick you know but i was 15 and now it was time to get a little bit more serious like sunday's gonna be different than daily grind but yeah. it wasn't it was yeah. if anything it was like kind of less i mean yeah. i was on flow so there's that i mean i was only on flow so that's what that means and but while i was on flow i drove out to california i drove out to austin i drove back out to California. I threw a few jams and like, I was just sitting in Michigan and it just didn't, it was just, I, I it was all during COVID too. I know that had a lot to do with it. Like, cause Sunday's kind of a little more corporate and things became a lot harder to do. Like we couldn't ride around in the van together out in California and uh, trips just weren't a thing. And they got rid of Walter and there was no team manager, which I heard Kramus might be stepping up to that now sick but uh, yeah and i mean all those dudes live in austin they julian and jared moved to austin so they could get in a new area and be around more riders and be around the filmer and yeah. then they got rid of walter so i know like that was a harsh transition for them too and there was just a lot of things that happened in two years that were just a jump it felt like a big jumbled mess and for i so thankful for fucking meeting those dudes and they're the best that's that's that uh, it's and now i mean i uh reed came to me at swamp fest two swamp fests ago denim and i did that trip with grant and mark and we did that second in between episode and while i was at that swamp fest i got asked to be on vsd and sick and immediately it was it was just talking about trips and yeah the things i had always dreamed of like that's basically what it's all know, about you get on a it's team all, and all, you want to live ever the been dream about. life. Yeah. It's just travel traveling. and be with the boys. Yeah. Like it's, I just, that's what I fucking wanted to do. I wanted to travel more. I, I want to travel more still. Sunday just wasn't offering that at the time, unfortunately. And it had to go the way it went. Now, Steve, so, dude, it really feels like home. Over the past couple of years, it feels like you've been on the road a lot. Is there, are you always bringing your girl with you, or is that is that a uh, as, is that a difficult thing in the I relationship can. when you're gone for a week? I bring her. Yeah, I love having her around. Yeah, does it put strain uh, when you're gone and she's she's here for it though? She's like, uh, she's here for it. she's um she's working on her her own stuff, her own passions now, which has been really helping her. Sick, because um, I know. I know initially it it was probably hard. I mean, it was definitely hard for her. Like when we moved to Milwaukee six months ago, it was really hard because I we moved to Milwaukee and she has no friends here. When we first moved, you know, or doesn't know anyone, doesn't know how to get around the city. She never moved out of her hometown before, so it was it was a huge transition. And at the same time, all this stuff's happening in my life. Like BMX has just been pedaled to the metal this year and filming it. Yeah. it's been fucking crazy. Like. We did this BSD trip, ends trip, and now Glasgow, and like it's been what I always dreamed of, but it just happened like in a fucking snap of an eye. Yeah, it's so or sick. Snap of the fingers, dude. It, blink of an eye. It's 
it's insane. And I owe a lot of it to her, honestly, just pushing me and constantly just telling me to shut the fuck up when I need to be told to shut the fuck yeah, up. When and you like, start self-doubting and shit. Yeah, exactly. When you're like, like this is whack. I don't want to record in the in the kitchen. She's like, you can do it, babe. You should do it, babe. You're dope. That's fine. I'm so not confident about it. I and I can't even do it around her. I have to like if she's home, I'll fucking go in the bathroom. Yeah. And put a towel on the door, and that's how I do my voice recordings for the in between. Yeah. So same here with this shit, like, dude. Like when I was with my girlfriend, I would like make wait for her to leave or like close the door, and I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna podcast. I'm gonna do a little, <laughs> a little podcast. What's your uh, girlfriend's passion that you said she's getting into? <clears throat> she's huge into. Cook. She's always been big into cooking. She grew up in a huge family and loved to like cook for him and stuff. But she recently got a job working for this country club, which she doesn't necessarily love working for a country club. But the pastry chef stepped down after like a month of her being there. And Maddie was just kicking ass because her work ethic's awesome. They put her in as the pastry chef. And so oh. she's been like passionate now about creating pastry, like baking and just progressing and cooking in general because someday she really wants to start some type of nonprofit and give back and like that's where her mind's at it's just like i just want to yeah. i want to be rich someday so i can give back like that's her fucking thing now that's like, that's what's been motivating her and um also rollerblading like quad skating and sick yeah dude she got into quad skating i mean i i kind of i may have like motivated her a little bit in it but honestly it when i look it feels like she just kind of picked it up all on her own and so are you out there putting she, some inline skates on with her dude Looking i wish i had the size 12 inline skate i would do that for sure <laughs> i would love to eat shit shit dude that's yeah i would be i would be wearing those like wrist guards you know with the with the yeah. speed, speed helmet elbow oh, pads yeah. wrist guard she's on her ass all the time yeah. all the time so but she, she just she loves it i mean she's always been able to just fall down and get back up and now she, it her learning tricks and like getting stoked on them is the sickest thing ever yeah because she's like oh i get it now i now yeah. i see what you do and now she has friends that skate too and dude it's cool Perfect. she's yeah she's setting up a life for herself and doing the same and we're just kind of supporting each other along the way I'm happy for you. That's amazing. Thanks, um, yeah, love that chick. I was uh, injuries. So, have you had anything serious in your BMX career? Uh, the most serious was dislocating my foot. I like completely cocked it. It looked like this, and Ooh. my leg was straight. Yeah, it was just fucking stuck there. Like the bone was nearly popping out of the skin and that that was the worst and that was like probably four years ago or so not that long what ago what were you doing an over crank 180 down this like eight stair rail with a curb at the end and the curb was probably like two feet out past the rail so you had to kind of like pop out of the crank in order to clear the curb to do the 180 and um kept doing it and blowing off in the dirt and like just sliding out and everything crashed every which way and then finally i i just did got into an overcrank and i just took my right foot off like just to like step out of it all casually and stepped right on that fucking curb and it Oof. just rolled rolled it inward and stayed there 
Yikes, yeah. dude. It's always fucked how that works. Like, it's just something that you, you've done chill. a thousand times. Yeah, something chill. I mean, as chill as an overcrank down an eight stair to 180 can be, but still. <laughs> it felt chill at the time. It felt like a skate park rail. I'm trying to remember. Yesterday, I watched this interview uh, with, fuck, what's his name? We just talked about him earlier. He was in the Michigan video, um, and he interviewed you like on the balling? steps. No. Uh, he's... Oh, interviewed me on the steps? Chase Coke. You yeah, watched Chase. the interview on the yeah. steps? <laughs> yeah, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I, that fucking interview, I can't even get myself to watch that. <laughs> I typed in Trent Lutsky interview and you don't have that many interviews. So I was, I was like, okay, let's see what's I think what's that's probably on. the only one, right? Yeah. I don't know. And he was asking you, how, how are you so good at crank arm grinds? What are your plans for the future? It's very, very cute, dude. It's, that's the type of shit where it's like, you can't worry about what people are thinking. Shit like that is dope. And you just no. do the, do the no, crazy yeah. thing, you know? That's that is as is cringe as it yourself. gets. I, <laughs> yeah, that's I, guess I, I can't get any cringier than that, I guess. No. But it did it help that we were baked and my friend chase was sitting there next to me we were in like downtown chicago and daily grind had been asking me to do that forever and i didn't smoke that much weed at that time and it i was baked and i was like this this could be a funny time to do it and so (laughs) that's what we did (laughs) and didn't think it ever actually see the light of day and then i ended up actually filming clips i was kind of stoked on for it and that's cool uh so filming i want to know like you're a writer first, and then obviously comes you want to be on camera. Like, how did how did you end up becoming a filmer to the point where now you're getting invited to go compete in Glasgow? Like, what is your filming experience? What did you start on? How did you get into it? What do you like about it, et cetera? Alex McTaggart from 99 Crew, he started bringing the camera out and just handed it to us when he wanted to get a clip. And <laughs> just learning there, that was DSLR. And I didn't know that those cameras are kind of whack. <laughs> then I don't know. They kind of are like just the look of that. I like when I look back on the nine on crew stuff, I, I wish it was filmed on a VX even like, just cause it would have made it cause we weren't the best riders that it would have just kind of yeah. gave it a cool, cooler aesthetic, I yeah. guess. For beginners. Whereas, I agree. I think the 60 D just really amplifies shitty filming and when you're <laughs> yeah, learning how sure. to film it's like <laughs> it's not yeah. very forgiving yeah so after that because that was just like a fish eye and a stable shot yeah that's usually what we were doing and um learned a little bit from that just kind of sitting next to him while he would edit and random shit like that and then i moved away i graduated from high school and moved away and I was like okay it's time to like get my own camera I guess and so I ended up buying the VX 1000 off of sauce and that was before I knew sauce had ever met him and I and I thought he was like awesome yeah sauce put him on a pedestal amazing fucking guy yeah it's because like the comic crew and shit we definitely looked up to those boys and I got his camera and I was like fuck yeah so sick filmed like maybe one tape on it and there's a dead bread video it's probably the first dead bread video ever and it, all the footage is in there and it's i'm pretty sure my part is 90 percent iphone angles like stable iphone angles yeah because the tape glitched so bad and ah uh, shit yeah i was like rewinding shit i had no fucking idea what i was yeah. doing i had no idea 
I watched a Beagle video to try to figure out how to set it up. And then I had all the notes in my phone. Nice. (laughs) But that changes like I'm now I know that, you know, it changes based on the clouds. It's like, yeah, a hundred percent. The white balance, all the shutter speed and all that. So I've never filmed on a VX 1000, man. I've always, I started on the 2100. So you sold that. I didn't even even know the difference then. Well, I'll tell you the difference. I play back every single clip. I play you back do? At, yeah, because oh, no the, VX, the VX2100 was developed to stop that problem that they had with the VX1000. There's much more no robust, I durable heads in the 2100. Yeah, the, it's, it's like it's a little bit darker night. gray, too. Yeah, better at night. But there's a certain look that the 1000 has that you just can't it does. get on these yeah. ones, you know? Did you know that no, the really VX1000 does. was originally designed, like, produced by Sony for war journalists? They needed to create a camcorder that was durable enough to be taken into war zones. And so be, that's, that's the that. VX1000. It's so they, crazy. That's durable enough, though? That's crazy. Yeah. And that's that's this crazy is back that was durable for In the, the 90s, you know? Yeah, it is Those crazy. things are fucking eggs in my yeah. eyes. I mean, <laughs> to, to the maybe durable is the wrong word. Portable? No, because they yeah. made small ones like that. I, but yeah, they're pretty sure. I could see the VX yeah. being durable, though. I mean, we take it yeah. out in war zones. Yeah, All we're out constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I got, got my victims in my graveyard over here, you know? Yeah, there they sit, dude. What I happened have... after the VX1000? Uh, I was really bummed out on the fact that I would, like, film something and I wouldn't trust if it actually came through. And I ended up, I think I got, like, maybe a heads cleaned or something on it. And I got another tape and filled that up. And I sent the tape to Small Fry out east. And he edited me a dead bread video. Nice. It's one it's still online, but um, that was all filmed on that camera too. And then I was like, I want to, I want to be able to see the footage. I I'm tired of this. I want to be able to see the clips at the end of the day and know that they're good. And so that, yeah. that's just where it came from. And I got rid of it. Also, I, I wanted the VX because I was like really into that kind of riding at that time. I don't know what it was. I was just, anything vx any video on like i thought it was cooler it is cooler <laughs> i mean <laughs> no, not necessarily I, but it, I don't it, think that it way has anymore, a, it, has a, it has a feeling to it you know? <laughs> it yeah. feels there's i've heard people describe it it's like it feels like tangible it feels like fucking anxiety because you don't know <laughs> if your clip actually got fucking filmed or not that's the only thing that it feels like yeah. fuck you guys you know <laughs> <all your laughs> orange tone pink bullshit dude <laughs> it's only anxiety that's all i got out of using that camera like holding it to not knowing if my clip was gonna be and i know it's an art form it, it's an art form and it's i respect the fuck out of it it's and, bullshit is what it is after this video i'm never filming uh, again, dude. <laughs> but yeah but fuck vx fuck <laughs> vx my homies down in chicago are like swear by the vx 1000s and i'm like you guys, it is time. It is time. With the program. Like, I we made an entire DVD with that slogan just to fucking tell you guys that it's time to get rid of the BS. Is that how that name came up? Get with no, the program? No, no, <laughs> It should have been, though, too. Yeah, for real. Let's see. Those guys swear by those fucking cameras, man. And I'm like, why? But why, though? So then what, what next? What'd you get? Huh? Do you have uh, what, after what was that your next camera? HMC. 
HMC. And that's why I'm so against the Rucker BX because the HMC 150 is the sickest camera in the world. But I, it films to like P2 cards, right? No, no. Films to standard yeah. SD? Okay. Yeah, the nice. um, HMC 150 is on the SD and then the like, I don't even know, dude. There's so many fucking abbreviations. Dude. But there's a different one. It's uh, maybe the DVX films to P2 card. The DVX does. I forget. Film to P2 dude. cards and tapes, I think. And, you know, yeah. But oh, I got a DVX. I bought a DVX and then I sold it to a dude in Arizona, I think, actually. Um, Chadwick? No, who just filmed Kyle? Burn yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Kyle. Oh, you sold it to Zach Beerley? The, no, the dude that filmed Burning Slow. That Burning Slow. Burning Up is burning Zach up. Beerley. Sorry. Yeah, Zach Beerley. Yeah, Burning Up. I don't think I sold it to Zach though. I wouldn't know him. Man. You know Zach? I know Zach. I sold yeah. it to someone else. So then you might have sold it to Kyle and then Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Kyle, Kyle. Yeah. Everyday um, Kyle. Yeah, everyday Kyle. That's what yeah. it is. And I always think it's everyday like you know. And I always think it's like the act like you know dudes when I see his Instagram. So that's why I always forget who he is. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Everyday Kyle. Okay. Damn, I haven't heard about well, act like you know in yeah. so long. Yeah. Hold on. I'm, I'm technically on the. I'm working right now. Hold on. Nice. I'm at work right now too. I've been. Yeah, editing. you are. I've been editing this EW. It's called EWH all day. This dude, uh, Joey, I think is his name. And he does these online business classes that Jeff films. And then I chop up and yeah. That's, what's EWH? That's I am curious about. It, the it stands, for stands for a university. Oh, okay. It stands for a university. So that's just one of our clients, but it, it's really, really, really boring. I mean, I've already sat through hundreds of business classes, so yeah. I'm like, I'm sitting here editing them and like taking out all of his ums and his the spaces, and the, yep. he talks for fucking six hours and yep. six hour shoot, and then I bring it down to an hour and a half or something, you know. That's when editing is no longer fun, BMX. <sighs> it's just a job, you know. Dude, I fell asleep yesterday <laughs> with the mouse in my hand, like. I woke up gripping the mouse as hard as you could possibly imagine. And the video was paused and I was like, yeah, I was in the middle of editing it. Cause I'm literally just sitting there listening to a business class, but listening to it a thousand times over because I yeah. have to keep going back and going back and going yep. back. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, what are you editing on? Premiere Pro? Premiere Pro now, dude. Yeah. I fucking love it. I'm never going back to anything else. Yeah, Welcome to the big boy club, you know? <sighs> There six is, months ago, I didn't know how to use it at all. <laughs> There's rumors about DaVinci becoming the industry standard now. I'm sure Jeff K's talked about it a little bit or something, but I don't know. I'm I'm reluctant to make the change. DaVinci Resolve. And I think it's... DaVinci Resolve. I think you can download it for free. But all the real cinema heads, like the film nerds, they, they the color grading within DaVinci is a whole beast. And then it also edits, but I'm not... I'm not I've never even heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> well, fuck it. Fuck it. What is a something that you've worked on at Seek lately? Not a business. Well, all right. First, business made me think. What did you uh, graduate with a degree in? What a was marketing your... degree, business marketing degree. Sick. That's cool. Yep. I I got a degree I... in business management and entrepreneurship. We out here, dude. Yeah. We out here, dude. College educated schmucks. Fucking bums. Why the hell would you ever go to a skate park growing up? Yeah, exactly. Hang out with those losers. The whole time yeah. I was in college, I was just trying to ride and film and skate by in college, basically. That's it. I didn't even want to go to college. Yeah, but you did it. Was, yeah, oh yeah, I did it. 
same i felt like i did it just for the uh like parental approval like it's the thing you're supposed to do you know 100 percent. i avoided all the frat parties i just hung out with my bmx guys in the college town and we had we had our little bmx house with a grind ledge out front very similar story to you i'm sure yeah yeah well i spent my first two years of college at michigan state and i didn't have really any bike friends there few of them but no one like serious that wanted to like really go out and push it and film you know nothing like that i just had homies that we go to skate park with and hang out we're still friends and but once i moved to the up to finish school i spent like the last two and a half years up there i just couldn't do michigan state anymore i was just there was just no motivation there for bmx whatsoever and it was all just partying and football games and it just felt like one massive high school yeah, I was like, I'm fucking out of here and nearly didn't finish. I was like doing everything in my power not to finish. And my mom and my dad were both like, you know, very adamant about me finishing school. And they uh, my dad sent my mom child support money like every month when I was growing up. And she put like a lot of that aside for my education. And nice. so they paid for the first two years and then I got the last two on a and, student loan. Yeah. So it was, as you can imagine, I got through the first two years on a free ride essentially for my parents. And then the last two, it was like, not only do I not like school, I don't like where I'm at. I don't understand why I'm learning this shit. It doesn't feel like I'm learning. I don't know what to tell you this just all seems like bullshit yeah because it is all and all i want to do is ride my bike and i like well you can't make a living doing that oh <laughs> uh, you know it's you, everyone's heard it but it's yeah I, I fucking ended up transferring all the way up to michigan tech in houghton and i was like if i'm gonna finish then i'm gonna be where I want to be and I'm going to do things outside of college that outside of the classroom that I think are fun Fuck other yeah. than sitting in my fucking dorm room. Yeah. Good yeah. for you, dude. So, That's yeah. How long it was ago sick. was this? It feels like you're still like right at the age. You graduated two years ago or something. I graduated at the end of 2020. So, so four, wait, how old? <laughs> yeah. Two years ago. Cool. Um, just about yeah. hold on in a meeting. Uh, sorry, this dude's, just messaged me about trying to buy my van. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, I've been out for probably a year and a half now, I guess. Um, um, is this the I, first like official job out of college? Seek? This, it, I'm on like a freelance contract here. So essentially this is one of my clients. Okay. But like in the eyes of the fucking tax world or whatever, but it's... Yeah, this is this is my first real sick ass job outside of college, like something that I always wanted. And college did not get me this job. Yeah, so, for real. <laughs> that's rad. That's kind of been one of my goals, honestly. It's so funny. Like I feel like I've had that goal internally since I started college. It's like, all right, like I'm gonna make my parents proud with this, but then after it, I'm gonna show them that you don't need it. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was always one of my goals internally. I know it. Suck on that, mom and dad. Look Suck at me. Suck on that. Look at me not <laughs> using my education. <laughs> but, dude, I learned so much in college. I, it, really, in the end of the day, I learned a lot of responsibility. And 
not to say fuck it i couldn't have learned that somewhere else like doing bmx and filming and traveling i probably could have learned to be pretty fucking responsible but yeah but the structure and then just like being able to to finish something and get the piece of paper and you know it taught me a lot of good things and it it kept me grounded for a couple years which felt like being trapped but when i look back on it it was being grounded and because yeah. now I'm like, I'm so ready to run all the time. I mean, Hell yeah. Even just coming to Milwaukee now, it's like, you know, six months has gone by. It's like thinking about what's next. Yeah. I don't know. And I love Milwaukee and I love working here. I love working for Seek. But yeah. still, I, I hate feeling trapped. I don't like feeling trapped. And Maddie's very much the same way. And we're young and we're just like, let's I don't go. know. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Let's like, go. you want to fucking move to spain like let's do it i don't i don't know yeah. like that's it's epic. just the mentality it's been the mentality of the past year and a half anyway it's do that go to go, yeah. go fucking live in barcelona for a minute That'll i think epic. i'm gonna have to for sure yeah sure. <laughs> did we to. just watch this fucking movie it's called like ride along for the ride okay you you gotta watch this shit it's a chick flick but it's all about this kid that drives bmx and oh, shit. this girl yeah, I'm not shitting you. It's on. You just look it up. I don't know what okay, streaming network. But my girlfriend found it and she's like, she watched it while I was on a trip. She's like, you have to watch this. And it's so hilarious. Like how corny it is, but also how accurate it is to her and I's life. That's beautiful. It's so funny, dude. It's so funny. Like this chick goes to, moves to a small town for the summer or something, which is what I did to move to her. So like some things are kind of flip flopped, but the thought's still there. And yeah. It's that's so that's life. I yeah. love that. Yeah. She, this girl moved to small town and she was like doing really well in school or whatever. And then found this kid and always knew she wanted something else outside of her like structured life. And the cool, edgy traveling yeah. BMX rider. <laughs> and no, the BMX rider, he, he like, she finds him on a, doc and he's doing like a bar spin at night and he catches crossbar and like <laughs> fucking he, he looks so bad and, <laughs> and then ends up talking to her like do you even know how to ride a bike <laughs> oh wow it's, you'll have to watch yeah it. i do it's have so to funny. watch that that's very funny he ends up doing like a flare and a fucking double tail whip air in some contests towards the oh, end shit. So i wonder who they got to do that yeah for real that's there's money there like i saw brad sims got you know a, a some crazy full production commercial where like the big rig you know the big arm i don't even know what it's called the big truck with a camera arm oh, on it oh, is following down the street and he was in the sway arm or something yeah something like that yeah uh, all right so we're coming up on almost two hours here but i wanted to ask, oh, ask, a, ask a couple questions one if you could only do one trick for the rest of your bmx life besides bunny hopping what what would it be a feeble grind. That's, I knew you were going to say that before okay. I even asked the question. Just, yeah. I was going to say bar spin, but I, like. But then you can't grind. But like when I'm 90, dude, no way I'm doing a bar, but I know when I'm 90, I can still do a feeble grind. <laughs> yeah. I'm, those are the best. That was my first. I fucking hopped into a ledge at skate. First time I went to a skate park, I didn't even really know how to use my pegs or whatever. I like hopped into this flat ledge to try to learn how to do double peg grinds. Yep. And landed in a feeble. Yep. I think first that was my first I, grind too. Yeah. Accidental feeble. And I was like, 
What was that? What was that? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. When, you, when you learned it, were you doing it on your left side? Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. You got the yeah. fuck oh, footed advantage. No, dude, I would switch my feet. You would switch your feet to be left foot forward and then grind left side? Yeah. So I was right foot forward and I would spin the, I learned like 180s the wrong way. And I was riding kind of like dirt jumps at that time. And that was about it. Yeah. Like little fucking dirt jumps that we dug holes and, stuff, and learning like no footers and the spinning and all the technicalities didn't really come about. And I watched Tom Dugan's Day in the Life and I just studied how he rode. And I was like, okay, so he's right foot forward and right foot forward makes sense to me. And I didn't know anyone else's names at the time and BMX be able to search them. And yeah. So I just found this Tom Dugan video and it was like, he's right foot forward. I'm right foot forward. He spins right. That must be right. Like, but oh, no in, shit. in all reality, I just, that I'm just shit footed. Yeah. <laughs> There's an I advantage to, to that shit, dude. Cause then you get yeah. like Brock, I know. And then Nick Bunnell out here, mm -hmm. they learn on the wrong side, but then all of a sudden yeah. they, they relearn on the regular side and now they can do yeah. it on both sides better. You know, like, dude, you watch my past video parts really study them. I don't think I put a right side feeble grind in a video until Roadhog. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that. And then for the first like while of watching you, I was like, damn, he's doing all the shit opposite. <laughs> and then mm -hmm. I was like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm like, just, yeah. And now I'm really comfortable with the right side and stuff. But it, yeah. but yeah, dude, I would like my first handrail I ever hit. Yeah of me swerving in you have to do like a 90 degree swerve and as i'm swerving i switch my feet and hit it left foot forward and that's how i did it Hell I, yeah. I have no idea why <laughs> and then i learned bar spins and i was like okay well now i want to do bar spins out of grinds okay well, i don't do bar spins when my feet switch all right well, i should probably just fucking keep them go back to, go back to normal yeah so well i can still to this day like switch my feet up and Dude, that's sick. I didn't know it was cool until recently. It didn't, it didn't really <laughs> yeah. become cool until recently. Like, well, it's always been cool. Danny Hickerson, yeah. for example, yeah, Danny Hickerson is like holy out shit. Of curve walls and shit. Yeah, but you underestimate when you watch it in a video. You underestimate how difficult it is to switch your feet. It changes everything. It changes like oh yeah, bunny hopping is so difficult. I'm bar never, spins never switch footed. Like a regular bar spin switch footed is. I can't, I can't even, even comprehend that. Yeah. I feel like my bar would go straight into my thigh. Yeah. With or my inner knee. Every bar spin attempt I've ever done goes straight to my <laughs> thigh. <laughs> All right. Uh, next final question. Uh, what's the what's the one trick clip moment that stands out in your mind the most over your uh, past couple of years of going really hard? Clip, trick, and moment. Yeah, I guess it could all be the same thing, but um, the video has not come out yet, and I th I'm thinking they will start to drop within the next week or so. But I did the scariest thing I've ever done in my fucking life, like, and on this last BSD trip, and it it's the ender in the video and i edited it so i like giving myself the ender so funny but it, it yeah. kind of got it got voted on yeah so i get a free pass <laughs> and i it, get i get ender in this video <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it dude it was it was just such a fucking amazing moment and everything around it uh gut stains was there and i don't want to give too much away about it because it's unreal but can i 
uh, what kind of spot? It's a, it's a feeble grind. It's a feeble grind. It's, it's a that's, feeble that's grind. What I'm talking about. And right, it's the it. hubba. And it's a hubba. All right. Let's say, so, say less. And that's all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. It's only a feeble. And there's this spot in Houston that should, they should probably like reconsider the spot because it's probably going to fucking take someone out one of these days. Seriously. No shit. It's so, it's so unreal. It's insane. There's a fucking like, there's a wave hubba and there's other hubba and dude, it's fucked. I guess we'll it's, have to wait until what? What's the what's the video? It's this new BSD video from Houston. And it's gonna come um, out next week. Yeah. Sick. The, uh, I well, it's not up to me. It's up to the people that are control of it i right, can't yeah. say too much about it because it's like this whole fucking secret thing but it's already had secret, secret sauce dude dude i hate being secret because like, i do my mouth like reed knows this <laughs> about me he couldn't even tell me they were adding like i'm about to say that they're adding grant right now like that's <laughs> dude my mouth is fucked <laughs> i just love bmx and i wanted to talk about it and dude this seriously this fucking people grind i did is the scariest thing i've ever put myself through in my life and yeah. I had to do it three times. What? I, I bent my pedal. I blew off the back. I fucked up my knee. I fucked up my foot. Oh, you didn't land it three times. You had to like do the feet no, three times. To I didn't, no, to yeah, yeah, yeah. I landed it one time and I crashed twice. And it, uh, when you get on it, it is like fucking 20 plus feet in the air. And you just, you feel like you're jumping off a cliff. And um, I had to, I was up there like, on top of this balcony where it was coming out of and I, it was just silent and like fucking echoey and I was up there by myself man and I fucking go back and like circle around this pole and I would just literally I would imagine myself like pedaling through a, a wall or like a barrier of some kind and I was just like this is your turn off point like, go around this pole and do not have another thought in your mind but landing this fucking trick like that's all you can think about or you're gonna die like you're <laughs> actually gonna die yeah if you do not get in this grind you are gonna die kid like fuck that sounds so crazy and i only had two fucking pegs on because i'm an idiot dude i <laughs> i had cross pegs because we're doing this i had to do an x up this thing i had to do an x up grind with only yeah. two pegs and yeah we get to this hubba and i'm like i'm so in the zone at this point i'm like i no one touched my bike like no i'm not putting the other pegs on i was too in the zone i was like that's gonna take too much time i just need to get up there like i'm fine i'll be fine and i swear having my pegs like that is what was causing me to come off early the entire time and dude i came off from like peak point damn like, dude where exactly where you're terrified of Yo, don't pull off there. Pulled off there. <laughs> Second I'm, time, pulled off even sooner. Shit, man. I'm excited uh, to see this. Especially, yeah, like, then, if you're on a BSD trip, is Denim there? Is Reed there? Because Denim those and guys Reed are, and Curly and dude, Denim and Reed alone. Absolute are just, hogs. So they're to, hogs yeah. and they're also motivating as fuck. They're yeah, so for sure. Sick. Like, they bring the vibe. And honestly, Reed, had Reed not been there, I don't, had Reed not been there, I don't know that I would have done it. And, I mean, Denim was a huge motivator during all of it, and all the boys were. They were being super supportive, but I remember Reed just saying, 
it's just a feeble just breathe like he screamed that at me because i was freaking out i did it twice and my foot was hurting yeah and i was like i know i can do this but like it's just gonna take that right one you know everyone goes through it and i just didn't know my body could withstand the fucking impact again i really didn't know and he said that he was like just it's just a feeble just breathe and cut a little back that, and I, I literally was, it's just a people, it's just a people, it's just a people, it's just a Fucking bounce and held on. Like, dude, the, my face, everything about the clip in that moment and that, dude, it, I loved that clip. Like, that was one of the best moments in my life. And Fuck after yeah. it, I got a pickup hug from Curly. He, like, spun me around and everyone gave me hugs and then, Gut stains, fucking Tristan. He yeah. comes up to me, dude. He, I just met him on that trip, and he comes up to me, and he's like, "I, I don't know if it was sweat or tears, but yeah. I like to think it was tears, especially the tone <laughs> of his voice. He was definitely close to crying, and he's like, I've been driving past this spot since I was a little kid, going to school. Said, I've dreamed about t- taking a photo of this for 15 years. He just hell said, yeah. He goes, thank you." And wow. gives me the biggest hug. And I just instantly it was like tears coming out of my eyes. And I never cried over a clip before. And that one was like, it's like, holy fuck. Like I, I can't feel any part of my body. Ooh, right I can't wait, dude. That's yeah. amazing. So fucking cool. That is the best part about BMX and just being a psychopath as you, <laughs> yeah. as you it, there's, you know, it's, it's controlled chaos. There's like calculated psychopathness. <laughs> there's some calculations in there i got through a little bit of a process it's all calculated risk taking you know most of the time the calculations are for me just go faster <laughs> like at least that's, as of late yeah add speed then you, and you have will to balance succeed. less that's the move yeah yeah watch that new lewis video too is fuck yeah dude this kid pedals man. so sick that's yeah, one of my favorite that. videos of all time that one that for they sure. just put out for all sure. right i'm gonna end it on that dude that Feeble story. Oh, I'm yeah. so excited. I, I'm gonna put about the this out on uh, and hunting and we covered everything. Um, and two hours went by like nothing. Yeah, that felt like 20 minutes. I'll be putting this out in two days. So when you guys are hearing this, it's Sunday, July 10th, if I can do math correctly. And it's time for both of us to get back to our jobs. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> fucking wrap up this Friday, man. Yeah, go edit and have a good Friday. I I got a lot of shit done before Glasgow now. Hopefully any uh, any last words for my massive audience of a couple hundred people? <laughs> <laughs> um, go out and do what you fucking love every day of your life. Obsess over it. Don't let anyone tell you what to think, what to do. Like, just do what makes you happy. You don't know if you're gonna die tomorrow. And thank you, Bobby, for having me on here. And thank you to anyone that has been my friend along the way. This has been fucking incredible. All right. Hell yeah, Trent. All right. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait. I love BMX. I love doing this shit. And I love everything about this. So thank you, Bobby. So long. Farewell, everybody.